Hello, world. You are listening to Townley Money Basics, the podcast that helps you improve your financial knowledge. I am your host, Sean Townley. Hello, world, and welcome back to Townley Money Basics, the show that tries to break down money into little bitty baby bits so that you can make it work for you instead of the other way around, you working for your money. Today, we're going to talk about income. Income is money received, especially on a regular basis, for work or through investments. So there's several ways to get income. The most common way is through wages. This is working for an hourly wage or maybe even having a salary, or you could be commissioned to do something. So if if someone were to hire me to work a project, I may charge a flat fee for that. Or if someone was going to ask me to do some computer work or a consulting gig, I might charge a flat rate for that as well, but that's also considered a wage and income. There's other ways to receive income. There's gifts. If, if you have a birthday and someone sends you a, a birthday card with some money in it, that's also going to be income. It's money coming into your, into your spending plan that you'll need to account for. You can also make it through royalties. If you've written a book or produced some music or if you had other kinds of royalties where you're getting residual income on that, which is great because that's going to be more like a passive income, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in a moment. If you're lucky enough to receive an inheritance, maybe you have a trust in your name. You know, unfortunately, as people pass on, they may want to leave something to you. So that would be an inheritance. That would be another form of income. You need to have a plan for that going forward. And then there's just the good old fashioned, I found some money lying around on the street. Maybe you find a $5 bill or a 20 still income. It's still money coming into your, into your control, and so you need to have a plan for that. You know, when those things come in, we need to talk about that. So that's what income is. There's basically two different types of income. The first one is active income. That's when you receive money in exchange for performing a service using your time, and that that's uh, active income. The thing about active income is that you know that. You are the one that that is generating the money. You're working for the money that you're getting. Most of us start off here, right? I mean, this is where we get our first job and or we we run our first paper route or if we dog sit or house sit or babysit. That's when we're younger. We have those jobs that we can do if we get paid to pick up. You know, when I was a kid, I used to get paid to pick up pine cones in the neighbor's yard. They would pay me so much per pine cone. That's a way, but it, it, it still requires me to be there. It requires my time. So this is, again, going to be your classic job. If you go to work for someone else, you're going to receive a wage for that, whether it be hourly or salary. It could be tips. If you're, if you're in a, a place that uh, maybe, maybe you're a bartender where you make an hourly wage, but you also get tips, or if you're a waiter or a waitress, you would get a small amount. And of course, in the United States, we do not pay those people the same way. We pay them a very small wage. And then they rely on tips to make, make up the difference. And then, of course, there's salary. So if, when, when you get your first, uh, and I'm air quoting here, real job, you may get uh, to work for maybe 40 hours, hopefully, or 40 to 50 hours for a certain wage. But each paycheck is going to be the same. So that would be a salary. It's much easier to budget on that. Or I'm sorry. Create a spinning plan. We don't want to use the B word. I forgot. And then, of course, there's people that work on straight commissions. This is where if you are working, you don't get paid unless you're working. So these folks don't even get to take off for holidays or sick days or 
Because normally they're having to work actively to receive because they depend on selling something to make their money. And a lot of folks fall into these categories. I'm in the IT field. A lot of the sales folks are commission-based, right? So if they're not selling a product, they don't get their cut off that product. They're not making money in that. So there's a lot of pros to active income. You get that nice feeling of you earning the money. You get to feel like I am contributing to society and I'm being rewarded for that. No, another good thing about it is when you're off, you're off, right? So when you're doing active income, once you stop doing the job, then that means that you are truly off. You're not having to watch a phone. Now, if you're salary, that's going to be a little bit different because sometimes you're constantly working or you have to carry a phone. But for the most part, if you're an hourly employee, once you stop working, once you've clocked out for the day, then you don't have to worry about responding to anything else. Now, you may get called in or asked to work additional hours, but for the most part, when you're done working, you're done. And now your time is yours to do whatever you want to. And then the other thing about working for active income is if you're if you're working with, with your coworkers, you have a chance to get social with them. You, you get to spend time with them. They become kind of your work family. And so you build relationships in that way. So once we finish with school and we go into the workforce, I mean, a lot of us, our friends are the folks that we work with. This is the people we're going to have lunch with or, or that we're going to invite them over to the house for dinner, for drinks. You know, we might go out and, and hang out later on in the movies and such. Or, you know, we may go ride go-karts together. So this becomes your new set of friends. Usually the people you work with, you get to know them. You're spending a lot of time with them. And so sometimes that's good. You know, you're building your social network up, working and, you know, side by side with these folks. I mean, that that's good. That's good to have when you, when you have an active income. So there are some cons, of course. You know, you don't earn money unless you're spending time doing what you're doing. I mean, that's one of the biggest problems with active income is that you are only earning money when you're working. And and if you're not working, of course, the opposite is true. You're, you're no longer earning money. So that that can be tough. But, um, you know, if you, if you want to work some extra hours and get caught up or get more money so you can put into passive income, which we're about to talk about, then that's up to you. But we all kind of start here. You're limited on how much you can do. There's only one you, right? So, I mean, even if you wanted to clone yourself and work much more, you're kind of limited to the time that you can do the job itself, right? So if you are providing a service, if I'm working on a computer, I can only work on so many computers at one time, right? We're, unfortunately, there's only one of me. I only have so much time in the day and I can only do so much. So there is a limitation on how much you can earn in the sense of once you've negotiated a wage or you know an income for the job that you're doing it's going to be very hard to go above and beyond that you can put in extra hours but that could cause burnout and so there is some limitations on how much money you can earn in an active situation and then of course other people tell you what to do i mean some people see that as a con right so if you show up usually your boss or your manager is going to tell you what to do you don't have as much freedom over your time. Now that may change as, as you get into higher into the ranks. You have a little bit more control over your time or, or as your job duties change, or maybe re- people report to you, you have a little bit more flexibility on when you can work on things. But in the beginning, normally at an hourly wage, if you're working for someone else, someone else is telling you what to do. And so you you have to kind of work with that. And, and if you don't meet their needs, then they may not want you in their service anymore. So. That could be considered a con.
The other type of income that we have is called passive income. Now this is great because passive income is money earned when you are not actively involved in performing that service. So as we continue to grow our savings and we start turning around and investing, our money starts to work for us. And that is considered passive income. What are some examples of passive income? Well, you've got stocks, you've got real estate, you can have rental properties, royalties again, like we talked about earlier, this is where that passive income is going to come in. I performed a service, I'm going to continue to get paid on it. If I do a YouTube video, if I put it out there and I monetize it, as, as people watch that, I can get earned money on people watching that video. So a lot of YouTubers, this is how they make their living going forward. So you can do that with songs. You can sell th things on Etsy if you're crafty. You know, you, you may be able to set up, or if you write a software, I should say, if you write a software and then people download it, you only have to write that software once if many people are using it, you can license it. That would be a, a way that you would get recurring income without having to actively, you're not constantly writing that software. You may have to update it from time to time, but for the most part, you're making money with not being actively involved in it. And then there's the, Again, the selling of digital products. I know these non-fungible tokens, NFTs. You know, people talk about that. Now you can own something through a digital media and you can sell that. That's kind of weird. I'm still trying to get my head around that. But as I learn more about that, I will talk to you more about it. Right? So the good thing about this, there's a lot of pros to having passive income, right? You earn money while you sleep or travel. So you're not actively involved. So now you are not required to be there. You're not required to be actively involved and you still make money. Now think about that. So if you're sleeping and your software, people are still downloading your software or watching your YouTube videos while you're sleeping, you're still earning money. How cool is that? That's the way I want to earn money. I'm trying to get to where the majority of my money is done this way, where I'm earning it while I'm able to sleep or travel and then I get to work when I want to. You can follow a hobby. Right? Since I'm not actually involved, I can start working on other things that are hobbies, things that make me happy, like playing guitar or playing bass. I like to play music on the side, maybe even get a band together. I can have that hobby if I want to play golf or if I want to, you know, go out on a boat and just kind of sail around the lake for a little bit. I can have hobbies because now my money's working for me. I don't have to work for that. And if I have enough passive income, I may never have to actively work for income again. That's pretty cool. And then, of course, I'm building wealth in the process, which is nice because now my money's working for me. Every dollar that you send out there is working for you. You don't want to take it back out too soon, right? You want to be able to let that money work, and it's going to continue to multiply. There's compound interest. Now, there is some risk. If you're investing in stocks, I mean, you know, stock markets don't always go up. I know they have for the last decade or so, but sometimes they're going to go down. There is some risk to that, but... It's still your money working for you. You're not having to actively work for it. Now, you may actively work for additional money to help go in there and, and work more for you. But hopefully, at some point, you reach a tipping point where that money just continues to work for you. And the best part about this is unlimited potential, right? Now that money's working for you and you don't have to actively be involved, it's the, it's the opposite problem we had when we were active, right? I'm limited to the amount of things I can personally do to provide a service Money doesn't have that problem. As long as it keeps multiplying, there's more money to provide more services as it goes. So it's an unlimited potential going forward. This is how money grows to those billions of dollars and maybe 
you know, one of these days we'll have our first trillionaire out there. We now have trillion dollar companies. We may have our first trillionaire that's an individual. Now, if they had to do that all by themselves to build those, build those companies, it'd be very difficult to get to the trillions. But as their money works for them or they grow businesses or they, they build businesses and then other people run with them, the, the potential is unlimited. Now, there are some cons to having passive income. We talked a little bit about the risk. If you invested in the stock market or into real estate, there is an opportunity for that to go down, right? So if you spend $1,000 on stocks, that stock may go down to $500. It may go down to $200. There is some risk. There's some inherent risk with that. But on the other side, it could also grow unlimited, right? So it can only go to zero, but the upside is, is it can always continue to grow as long as the markets are strong and they can continue to grow there is some unlimited potential, right? You have to be patient. One of the things about you know passive income, I'm, you may consider it a con. It's probably not. But you have to be patient. Sometimes you have to wait for that money to work for you. And if you're impatient, maybe you know it doesn't work quite fast enough. Or if the market has a, a, a downturn and you kind of panic a little bit, you may want to pull that money out. You can't do that. You have to be patient. You can't watch the markets on a daily basis. You have to kind of let that money just... Put it out of your mind and let it work for you and check it maybe once a month when you're doing your net income. So patience is going to be a key. And you have to think more strategically, right? If you're working for your, if you're actively working, you just need to know what schedule you need to go in to do your job. But when your money is working for you, you have to think more strategically how it's going to go. You have to kind of check on how your money is working for you. Could it be doing something a little bit better for you? Maybe you have to move some money around to make that happen. Or maybe you want to invest in someone else or another business. Or you want to buy another stock that, you, that you're interested in. So you have to think strategically about what is it that you want your money doing for you. Some people may think that's a con. Actually, I like that. I think that's a pro. I like to think a little bit more strategically. So that's fun for me. But some people may see that as a, a bit of a, a con. And so, you know, that's where financial advisors would come in. If you have some money, you want it to work for you and you don't want to work for it anymore, that's where financial advisors are going to be able to sit down with you and help you out, figure out where that wants to go. So, well, in recap, we talked about income. This is basically money coming into you for you to, to deal with, you know, tell it what to do. You're going to assign it. Maybe it goes into a cost column of some sort, you put it into a category. It's going to fall in one of your three buckets, right? You're going to put it in savings or you're going to use it on your essentials or maybe you do it for once, depending on what kind of income it is. If it's income you weren't expecting, maybe you can go out there and get a want, a one-time need. Or if you're thinking strategically, maybe you put it in that savings and let it work for you and you could take that one-time income and have it work for you. Then, of course, there's active and passive income. Active income is where you have to actively be involved to earn your money going forward. And passive is where the money starts to work for you. I I want you, and I certainly want to have money working for me and not the other way around. And that's what the whole purpose of this podcast is, is for us to kind of break these down into small parts, kind of look at money for what it is, learn what it is, talk through it, and get our money to work for us so we're no longer work for debt. I don't want to live paycheck to paycheck. I, I hope you don't either. I want, I want to make sure once the, our ends meet, that we're able to start to get to more of those wants in our life. Hey, contact me. Reach out to me at townleytech at gmail.com. Look me up on LinkedIn. I'm Sean Townley. And then, of course, you can find me at seantownley.com. 
I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Townley Money Basics. Goodbye, world.